the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Of First Christian Center. Portions of this hour have been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Up next is Fresh Wind Radio, sponsored by Love First Christian Center. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio. Because see, if I give you money, I can't teach you faith. And if I give you money, I may be disobedient to God. Because maybe you're in that spot because you don't listen. And maybe God has to keep you there until your ears are open to talk to him. We hope you're excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousin. God is doing something Look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, this word is going to change your life. Come on, neighbor, this word is going to change your life. Neighbor, this word is going to change your life. I want you to expect it. Today, I'll endeavor to part four of my series, The Law of the Harvest. The Law of the Harvest. Today's message is entitled, How Big Is Your Bucket? How Big Is Your Bucket? Today we are teaching about the widow and the oil. But before I jump into that, I want to give you my harvest facts. Before we jump in, first off, uh, before I get there, I forgot to say that I want to thank all of you who helped us uh, in reference to Roswell Friends' funeral on yesterday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In every ministry that manifested it, thank you. The family was well pleased, and I thank you for serving. All right. Number one, it takes time from Genesis 8.22. Genesis 8.22. It says this, while the earth remains, there'll be seed, time, and harvest. Oftentimes, we want manifestation of the harvest without time. My son has started basketball this year. So this is his first year playing basketball, and he doesn't have it all together. Uh, yesterday, uh, he, uh, the, my father-in-law came home and says, Josiah did great. One of our members said, I saw Josiah yesterday. Boy, he has a lot of energy. Notice she, said, she didn't say he scored. He didn't dribble. She says he has a lot of what? She says, uh, whoever he is guarding, they don't get the ball. But on offense, he's still guarding them. I said, well, I told him, your man does not touch the ball. Let's get that figured out. Then we worry about offense later. But as for now, just make sure your man don't score. And they said, everywhere the man went, Josiah was like this. 
To the referee called a foul and told him, you can't do this, Josiah. Josiah had him hemmed up. She says, but one thing you can't teach, effort. And I said, well, maybe 10 years from now, it may be harvest time. But right now, he's just a seed. Oftentimes, we get frustrated because we don't see the what? Sometimes in relationships, you get frustrated because you don't see the what? Everyone say seed, time, and harvest. We want seed harvest. We, 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 we want them to be mature now. We want our husbands to be perfect now. We want our wife to be perfect when? No, it don't work that way. There's not a husband class. There's not a wife class. You look good. I look good. Let's do it. And then when you get together, it's like, oh, this is a hot mess. Am I telling the truth? You just thought we was going to be good together. No. Time. Look at your name and say, time. Number two, number two. You reap what you sow. Second Corinthians 9, 6 is, remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over. Everyone to say leftovers. Plenty left over to share with others. That's going to be, I want you to remember that at the end of our service. Plenty left over to share with others. And number three, God plays no favorites. Acts 10 says this, Peter fairly exploded with his good news. It's all, it's God's own truth. Nothing could be plainer. God plays no favorites. It takes, it makes no difference who you are or where you come from. If you want God and are ready to do what he says, the door is open. That was your appetizer. Now it's time for the main course. Second Kings chapter four. Second Kings chapter four. Now, one of the wives of a man who, uh, of the sons of the prophets, cried out to Elijah for help, saying, "Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant reverently feared the Lord, but the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves in payment for the loan." In these times in the Bible. If you had a loan you could not pay, you had an option to work it off, get loan one to your child, one of your childs to work it off. But the gist of it is you had to pay the debt. Now, it was not honorable to just go take a child. It should be a conversation to how we can work it out. But the one thing I like about this in verse 1 is she knew who to go to. She went to the man of God and says, uh, this is my situation. Also, she says, you know my, my, my husband was faithful. Now she's pulling on the account of his faithfulness. Also, this shows me that you could be saved and broke. In debt. This also says for today's world, you need life insurance. Pastor, what that got to do with church? I bury people all the time. You need 
life insurance. Look at your neighbor and say, do you have life insurance? Now, Pastor, what does life insurance have to do with God? The Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. That is the word. Now, Pastor, I don't have the money for insurance. Well, when I was about 28-ish, my wife and I got insurance. It was $500,000. Her policy was $20 a month. Mine was $30. $50 a month. We're covered. That's $500,000. Okay, Pastor, I don't want to do $500,000. Do $50,000. Just give them some money to pay their bills when you're gone. Look at your neighbor and say, think about it. Now, that's my public service announcement. I'm not selling any insurance in church. I just want you to be, because, see, when I do funerals and everybody's broke and nobody has no plan and they can't figure out how to pay for it, anybody been to a broke funeral and everybody's saying, woe is me, that's the devil. Mm -mm. When I go, my kids are going to say, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) I want my, I want them to be shouting. But your daddy's gone. I know he's gone. He in heaven. And heaven don't came on earth. (laughs) No, no. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children. That's the word of God. Verse 2. Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have of value in your house? Stop right there. This is a public service announcement again. She had a financial problem and he didn't give her money. Let me go on this side. She had a financial problem, but he did not give her what? I'm going to go on this side. Make sure you hear this clearly. She had a financial problem. He did not give her what? Because money's not the answer. Raise your hand if you lent somebody some money. Raise your hand if you haven't got your money back yet. Look, at both hands went up. And raise your hand if you lent money and they didn't pay you back. Do the heathens still come back again for another loan? Raise your hand. Look around, church. Look around. Look around. You see everybody's hands up. Maybe money is not the what. Oh, I'm saving somebody some money right now. Somebody asked you for some money last week. You've been listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Riverview, Florida. Hello, family. I'm so excited to come today and discuss all the amazing things that God is growing. My latest book, Prayer Life, The Conversation, has officially launched, and I can't wait for you to get it in your hands. In this book, I share my journey on the power of prayer. I talk about how I became known as the prayer guy. I speak on the 18 reasons for unanswered prayer, 10 conditions for answered prayer, 5 benefits of daily prayer, Hannah's 5 keys to her prayer success, Hezekiah's 7-step prayer model, and the 7 ways to pray to get answers. Throughout this book, I even do a daily journal to where you can log your conversation with God. Get this book in your hands. You can get it from Amazon.com or JomoCousins.com. Again, JomoCousins.com. Get your book today. Give someone the gift of prayer. God bless you. It's Pastor Jomo.
Hey, did you know you can join Dr. Jomo Cousins each weekday morning for 20 minutes of prayer to start your day? That's right. Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. Eastern, Dr. Jomo hosts a prayer conference call. It's a great way to begin your day in communication with the Father. The number to call in is 712-432-0075. Again, the number is 712-432-0075. You simply enter the access code 101-804. Again, the access code is 101-804. For more information or to leave a prayer request for Dr. Jomo to pray over, please visit our website at freshwindradio.com. And now, let's get back to the Word. Because when you give people money, what you're doing is you're giving them a get-out-of-jail-free card. Well, your choice has got you to where you are. And often, because see, it happened to me. I'm in the NFL, okay? I get cut. My money is funny. My change is strange. One of my good friends, his signing bonus was $10.2 million. That means you get it whether you play or not. My signing bonus was $21,000, and they did it in two payments. <laughs> How you get him $10 million one check, and you break mine down a payment plan? It's all good. It's all good. You know that hater spirit, just hating. So, <laughs> I get cut. I'm around millionaires. Not one person offered me nothing. So I was a little bitter. Can we be honest? Can, you, can we be honest that you count people money sometimes? Can we be honest? Like, you know they could have helped me. Come on. Has anybody been here? You, you, you know they could have they at least... That's the truth. You're like, man, you know. So, years later, I'm sitting with a dude. He says, Jomo, I know when you got cut, you're probably thinking, why did I help you? I said, yeah, sure enough, did. I sure enough. I show popped through my brain. <laughs> he said, well, God told me he got you. And it was just something he was taking you through. Before you lend money, ask God. Because it may just be something God is what? Taking them through. And you are getting in the way. You don't want to get in the way if God is dealing with somebody. Take your hands off and say, Lord, do what you're going to do. And notice, again, I'm just telling you. Because I'm a professional lender of money. People come to me for money all the time. You know pastor got money. That's what they, you know So I have lost tons of money giving out loans to saints. <laughs> Any saint know what I'm talking about. When you're a saint, do they come for you? Raise your hand. If you say you love Jesus, they come for you. They come for you. And I say, you know what? God, there got to be a better way. And I went to the Bible. And the Bible says... Don't give loans unless they give you security. Now, look what he said. First thing he says, what do you have? Don't talk about my money and my stuff. What do you 
I'm telling you, this will save y'all some money in your life. What do you? And they say, okay, well, I ain't got nothing. Well, you got a title for your car. You want my title? You want my money? She said, your maidservant has nothing except a small jar of olive oil. The reason why olive oil was so valuable was it had so many purposes. You could use it for salad dressing. You could moisturize your hair. You could use it for lotion. You could use it for heating oil. It had so many value, so much value. You use it for anointing. So it was very valuable. Verse 3 says this. Look at this, y'all. Uh-uh. Then he said, go borrow containers from all your neighbors. Empty containers and not just a few. Everyone say all your neighbors. Now, first rule, you don't want your neighbor knowing your business. Do I got a witness? I mean, you too close. If I, you know, you need a cup of sugar, you ain't going to go ask for nothing. Because you don't want your neighbor to feel like you asking them for what? Nothing. I got this. I'm good. So that means to ask your neighbors means you have to get rid of your pride. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't know who he's talking about, but he may be talking about somebody near me. I don't know who he's talking about, but he might be talking to somebody near to me. So guess what? If, if you're going to borrow from people, you have to get rid of pride. Then you got to deal with people how they think, what you want it for, what you need. Don't you hate when you ask somebody for something, they got 15 questions like they're the bank? How long? When? Why? Who? What? Forget it. But he says, look, I want you to go to your neighbors and ask your neighbors for as many containers as you can find. Huh? Go borrow. So I thought about this. I said, you know what? Okay, praise God. I got me some oil right here. Uh-huh. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Yes, Jesus. Ah, thank you. So he said, get your oil and get all the containers you can. Okay, I got me. Okay, well, that's, praise the Lord, that's one container. Oh, Jesus, that's, that's going to work right there. Praise. Y'all know I got this out of my house, winter clothing, but it's a container. That could hold some oil. Got some stains on it, but we're going to make it do what it does. Praise the Lord. Said, bring all the containers that you can. Praise God. You know, Pastor Crazy. Got me some gas. Hallelujah. Got me some more containers. I'm going to get all those all I can get. I'll be the glory. The Bible says, get all the containers you can. Shut the door. And then once you shut the door, start pouring what you have. I believe it's verse 4. It says, pour out what you have. You know what I've learned in the body of Christ? We want God to move, but we're not going to pour out what we got. Look what it says. Then you shall go in and shut the door behind you, you and your sons, and pour out the oil. What? So what happens, you expect God to do something, but you ain't doing nothing. You're not. See, see, how... Can God move until you first pour yourself out? How can God stretch you if first you don't pour yourself out? How can God enlarge you if first? He says, look, before I do anything, I want to 
so you pour yourself out. At the end of you is the beginning of him. The breakthrough didn't happen until she first poured herself out. And some of us, we have one foot in church and the other foot out church. And you're asking why God is not moving because you haven't fully poured yourself out. Until you pour yourself out and say, Lord, use me. I I, I don't want to shuck and jive. I want to pour. Into these containers, and you shall set aside each of his full. Verse 5. So she left him and shut the door behind her and began pouring. Verse 6 says that when she looked back, she says, Where's the next container? They said, There is no more. They gathered containers based on the faith they had. Question. What have you gathered for God to fill up? See, because if you thought you had a small God, you might have came with this. Some this. But they gathered based on their faith that he, faith that he could fulfill it. Oh, God, help me. So you have to understand. Have you made God, have you made room for God to fill you? Because he filled at the level that they fulfilled. As much as they brought is what he filled up. And the challenge is some of us don't bring God nothing to fill up. The bank, the bank called, uh, uh, the bank was charging me fees for excess cash deposit. Them heathen, excess cash. You deposit too much cash. Now you're going to give me a fee for depositing money. The devil is a liar. I call the bank up. I said, look, you heathen. I ain't going to give you my money. You charge me for give, me giving you my money. You charge me for me giving you my money. And you say, I'm giving you too much money. You're going to charge me for me giving you too much money? That, I said, look, this ain't going to work. I said, I'm, look, I'm about to call SunTrust. Don't let me do it. I, I'll call SunTrust in a minute. I know you Bank of America, but SunTrust good too to God. Both of y'all give me zero interest. It don't really make a difference. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, uh. What, what we'll do is we'll get you another count. It will give you more room. And the Holy Spirit jumped on me. He says, guess what? The reason why some of you are not getting more stuff is you haven't made more room. See, see, why would God give you more if you're already full? Some of you need to go out this week and open up another bank account and say, God, I'm ready for you to fill me up. I'm asking for more because see, God will fill you on the level you give him room. Guess what? Have you given God room to fill something? Because some of us are so stuck at where we are. Lord, give me more. I need more, Father God, that I can do more for you. Guess what? Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. My, my, wife, my wife came in today. She said, Jomo. You're so crazy. Why are you in the baptismal pool? I said, babe, I came to church today. I said, God, what's the biggest bucket in the room? And God said, the baptismal pool. 
I said, to God be the glory. See, some will say, Pastor, that's radical. That's crazy. No, this is just the biggest hole in the room. And I want God to fill up. See, sometimes you got to think bigger than where you are. Sometimes you have to say, Lord, I want the biggest thing that you can fill up. Because God will fill you on the level you give him. You need a double promotion. You better ask God for double. I don't care what your paycheck is. Lord, I need more. Why? Because there's more work for me to do. If you don't put a limit on God. I said, you, you preaching out of baptismal pool. You have to be mindful not to allow what seems crazy to stop you from being obedient. Just because it doesn't make sense doesn't mean it's not God. Because, see, the goal is to expand your territory. The goal is for you to have more that you can do more for others. <laughs> You've been listening to Fresh Wind with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Tampa, Florida. If you've been blessed by the word today, you can pick up a copy of today's message or any of our other great teaching series by simply visiting our website at freshwindradio.com. All of us at Fresh Wind want to thank you for listening and for your continued support to this radio ministry. If you'd like to support Fresh Wind Radio, you can do so by visiting our website at freshwindradio.com and simply clicking the Donate tab. Thanks again for supporting. We'll see you next time on Fresh Wind Radio.